0: Welcome again to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have today an author, Judy Wilkins Smith. And she brought with her the book title. We're going to talk about it. Are you there, Judy?
1: Hi, John. Yes, I'm here. It's lovely to be with you.
0: Thank you very much. You know, it's hard, to say, it's hard not to say Judy. is Judy, Judy, Judy.
1: <laughs> yes, I've heard that. And I've heard all sorts of versions of it. Hey, Jude is the one I get most. <laughs>
0: That's the Beatles. <laughs> um, the, uh, the author of you, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through Disentangling general Patterns, is a highly expert, coach, thought partner, and motivational speaker. Did I get all that? You
1: got it beautifully.
0: Thank you. <laughs> After I wrote it once, I wrote it over again. Well, let's start with uh let's start with your book. That's why you're here. You want people to see it and love it and understand it for me um, the um the pieces that i were able were able to get uh media and so forth' it's good for me uh, I me the wish I had a better understanding of all these things that you do and i think that you're going to probably do that in just a little bit
1: that's the idea
0: all right i'll start with your physical dna may be fixed but your emotional dna can't be can be disentangled and rewired to break through the limiting patterns that are holding you back where should where, you ask you ask me no i'll ask you where would you like to start?
1: Where would I like to start? I guess by talking about what emotional DNA is. And you touched, you said you, you inherit your physical DNA. But what most people don't understand is you also inherit your emotional DNA, your patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions around just about everything in, in your life, money, relationships, careers. You inherit that. And then you think that you have free will, only what you're really doing is you're repeating the patterns of those who came before you. And until you know what lives in your system and you understand the patterns that are there, you're going to keep doing that. And, and it's going to feel like it's yours when in reality, you're not 100% present and your future doesn't have to be that inevitable future that was created generations ago.
0: Well, what if one morning I wake up and, and wonder, and I'm saying, well, that's what Judy said, but how do you make it work? How, does it, how, do you, how do you make it with me that gets me out of bed?
1: How do I change that for you? What, here's what typically happens is people either want to go to the next level, so they recognize that they're stuck at a level and they want to elevate, all people realize that they don't like the circumstances they're in and they want to change them. And so then what we do is we look for the originating pattern and event. So what happened that caused this pattern? And why is it living in you now? And the simple answer to that is any pattern living, a, a limited or elevated is living in you because it wants to elevate further or it wants to change and you're the change agent. So, what I look for is where are you frustrated? And then I look for where are you excited? Because those are the two that are trying to speak
0: to each other. I just looked down on my, some of my papers I took, and the sentence read for me money is not a commodity, it is a relationship. The strongest of task masters, money provides opportunities of every sort. Teaching us many ways to grow, and ways, many ways to fail to grow. Um, some mornings I just want, I just want to lay there. You know, I don't want to get uh, up. Yes, and get going. Yes.
1: So, so when you want to just lay there, it means you're caught in that what we call a systemic trance. In other words, the trance of those who came before you. We can't do anything about it. It's too tough. I'm too tired. It's too hard. I've done enough. I don't want all of those lovely little voices in your head, or multi-generational voices that keep you stuck.
0: I got it. I got it. You know, you have a lot of, a lot of uh, highfalutin. Uh, that's Texas words, You know.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: <laughs> uh, here, I'll read it to my audience. Uh, Judy Wilkins Smith is an international organizational, individual and family patterns expert, a systematic coach, trainer, facilitator, facilitator, got that one listed. Facilitator, that's it.
1: Yeah, that facilitator word is a beast.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yes, thank you. And motivational speaker, she's found the founder of system dynamics for organizations and individuals. Which utilizes constellations to help performance individuals, Fortune 500 executives and teams, families, and individuals decode their emotional and organizational DNA to break limiting cycles, resolve long standing issues, and transform challenges into lasting breakthroughs. Well, wow. what do you expect of people when they read your book or listen to you on the um, Transforming Your Destiny by Decoding Your Emotional DNA? What do you, th- what about what do you think of people when they read my book?
1: I, my my expectation is that they'll begin recognizing That they're not as limited as they're led to believe that we are very capable of doing a whole lot more than we we do Mm -hmm. and that once we start believing in the fact that we are bigger than we imagine and we're quite capable of responsibly um, adding to the world then then i expect that the mindset of victimhood is going to finally settle down and the creative side will emerge Um, we've invested in victimhood for a long time now it's got to the stage where we've monetized it sanitized it glamorized it it's not glamorous we may think we have a right to be victims and i don't dispute that but my question always is so how happy does that make you and how does it allow you to have your own life adventure and move ahead and contribute meaningfully in a way that makes you happy being a victim does not
0: not at all not at all. that's one of the things I believe my audience is interested in that they they have a, 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 some put the brakes on and and think about what they're doing and what they don't want to do and then then they proceed is how they do it that's that's what I see it sometimes and also for me. Yeah, I
1: think also to recognize that, that if you invest in, in an adventure, that's really exciting. It's going to pull you past all of those reasons for staying in bed. When you've got something worthwhile investing in, nothing's going to stop you. And people will say to me, yes, but some people have more uh, possibilities or more opportunities than others. Okay, yes, some do and some really don't. Some start from nothing and manage to rise up. Why? Because they've allowed their mindset to go there. And what they're doing is they're saying, look what I can do, not look what I can't do. Look what I have, not look what I don't have. And because they're determined to invest in possibility, they move out of the victim mindset and into something that's remarkable.
0: Right, It certainly sounds that, and I have an idea of how that's going to work for me. Um, I was looking at um, some DNAs, and you broke them down. Business, health, success, relationship, each of those has its own DNA. Is that right? Absolutely.
1: Each of those has its own set of patterns or emotional DNA that Underlies it. And what you want to do is this is where it's interesting. You know, genealogy teaches us where we belong. The end. This is like the next step. Why does that matter? What were the events? How did the events shape us? What do we do with those events? What are they trying to show us? And what are they trying to push us to do and become? So it's a real treasure chest that we haven't even begun to explore
0: as it sits and sits in here, I like it. says, you were born to be big. You know you could be remarkable being. You've done a lot of work, ton of work on yourself. But nothing seems to really change what to do. So, you to yeah. See, yes, you have to see the hidden pictures that have made you who you are. Amen. <laughs>
1: Yes, and then you have to do something with them because just seeing them is not not that helpful. It's like, aha, there they are. Okay, and then what? So it's, and then what? And what's possible here? It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter where you are right now. What matters is where you're going and what you're going to do to get there because it's not just the, the end goal. It's everything that you will learn and add to your Yourself or your being along the way.
0: I was reading uh, about your transforming your destiny, and it's a seven episode web series.
1: Can you tell me a little
0: more about that?
1: About, uh, just say that one again, that the transforming?
0: Yes. Transforming your destiny. Um, Decoding? Yeah. Your emotional DNA.
1: Yes, uh, that series w- is a series that I put out. It's actually on my website. And that's so that people can begin working with it and understand the basics of systems and how your, your system family or organizational works with you to keep developing you. You're literally never stuck. You may think you are, but you're not. And this teaches you how to see that you're not stuck. It takes you through all the basics and it gives you exercises that, that enable you to move.
0: How long are the individual uh, seven episodes?
1: Uh, they're, I think they're each about an hour long.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. I noticed earlier that uh, the uh, you, you're very strong on meditating, which, which I am too. And as I looked about how much meant to meditate, uh, the people that I was seeing and talking to is, uh, you don't necessarily... This is maybe contradictory, but uh, 55 minutes was each of the uh, uh, meditations that you had. Mine. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Mine, mine are each 55 minutes and, and um, people will say to me, whoa, that's a long meditation until they do it. But what it does is it takes them through a complete process of going all the way back and then moving all the way into your, your own shoes, but standing in the line of your mother and in the line of your father. And um, I was very lucky, the gentleman who worked with me, uh, some people may be familiar with Joe Dispenza's work. And um, the person who composed for him is the person who composes for me. He's a Grammy award-winning producer. And uh, so he he composes within the um, musical beats and vibrations that are actually healing vibrations. Uh, so I'm, I'm very glad to have been able to collaborate with him. There will be more in the future, but it's, it's a really, really helpful
0: tool. It sounds like it. What is systematic? No, no, systemic work.
1: Yes, systemic work. So systemic work is the study of you within a system. You didn't just get to be John Smith out of the blue you were born and you were john smith you came from a whole line of people before you so when we look at an issue that you're having we look at it within the context of the entire system and quite often we find that the issue you've been having is something that wasn't completed three or four generations ago and now it's it's rearing its head again we know uh, uh, through studies that what isn't completed before, keeps surfacing, and it gets louder and louder and louder, and it takes on more and more forms until it's seen and resolved. So it keeps creating increasing symptoms.
0: I wonder, as I was looking at what are, a question being asked, what are constellations? Yes. why are they so affected? What a DYI, constellation
1: so first of all what is a constellation and why is it so effective a constellation is a 3d dimensionalization of your issue. so if you were to come to me what i do at live events when i'm working with people is they'll come sit next to me and they'll say i want to work on the fact that i'm maybe always sad or i get really angry or i struggle with money or i can't have whatever it is can't have relationships and so I'll sit and ask them a series of questions about that. And then I begin to get a sense of what lives in their system. So things like, okay, when did this begin for you? What was happening in your life at the time? Is there anyone in your family with a similar pattern? What happened for them? And then what I do is I say, okay, so we need the following. Let's suppose um, I can't. I struggle with relationships. Did your mom? Yes, she did. Did your grandmother? Yes, she did. So then I might say, Pick someone, because I have a, a large live audience when I'm, I'm doing events. Pick mm-hmm. someone for your mom, someone for your grandmother, someone for you. And let's start there. And I'll, I'll say to, to the person, give me a picture of what that looks like. In other words, if you were to, to take these three representative, uh, representatives, place them in relationship to one another the way that it is for you. Now, when you do that, what happens is you're creating a 3D version of what goes on in your head, except now you can see the the relationships between each one. You can see who's engaged and who's not. You're hearing it, you're walking in it, you're talking about it, so you're engaging multiple senses. And that's what starts to create the insights you have and awarenesses you haven't had before, which then generates an, an embodied experience. And that's where you'll see the body almost jolt as as it starts to rewire and then we we move from so here's what happened this is the effect now what's possible and the what and all of that rests in movement and the, and the language using that systemic language so we're quite literally making the invisible visible and the unconscious conscious
0: what does d i y
1: Oh, a DIY constellation, a do-it-yourself constellation. So what I say to people is, if you want to have an experience of a a constellation, the first thing that you might want to do is think about your, your family of origin. So maybe it was you, mom, dad, brother, sister. Write out the names of each person on a separate piece of paper. So one for mom, one for dad, one for sister, one for brother, one for me. Okay put an arrow on the top of each one, because that creates a direction for for the paper and now place them in relationship to each other the way it was or is for you. And so when you do that, you again, you get that, that sense of, oh, that's interesting. I never noticed that dad was so far off to the side, but it makes sense because he never really came back from the war or, oh my goodness, mom really isn't that engaged. Her pictures turned right around and my sister's standing next to her, and I'm in the middle trying to hold the whole lot together. And so you you begin to have this really deep aha. Oh, that's why I often feel burdened, because everything's on me. My brother's disengaged, dad's over there, mom's over there. I keep trying to be the family glue. And once you realize that, then the question is, well, so do I want to keep being the family glue? Is there something more that I want to do? And because you have that in front of you, you can now start to move it around and, and speak different ideas into existence too. And of course, when you observe a new pattern into being, you're now, you've now gone fishing in the quantum field because you're creating a new possibility.
0: Well, it's certainly thoroughed, I could say. Uh, if we identify the patterns how can we break through them is that what you were just yeah
1: so if you identify the pattern you look at that and you go you know what I don't love this anymore it doesn't work for me I'm frustrated I'm angry I'm sad whatever it is then my next question for you is so so what would you really like if you could have have it the way you'd like it to be how might that look well I would love so now you've identified what you want and now what we do is We build what you want so that it's bigger than what you have. Because if your want is bigger than what you have, you'll start to move. If it's not bigger, you're just going to lie in bed like you said.
0: (laughs) It's what it led to. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Um, How can we best identify the inherited family patterns that are not ours and no longer service?
1: Uh, the way, you, the way you, you know they no longer serve you is when they irritate you and frustrate you and you, you've had enough. So that's, yeah. that's that one. How do you identify them? Take anything. Take money. Write down every single thing that you think, feel, and do around money. And then ask yourself, when did I start becoming aware of money? What was happening in my life at the time? Did I hear that from mom? Did I hear that from dad? Was it somebody else? What did I make that mean about me? What did I make it mean about others? And what do I want to do with money? Now you've begun to, you've identified that this may not be coming from you. You heard it from mom or dad or grandfather. And then you become the change agent when you ask, what do I want to do around money? Right,
0: right. What are systemic sentences? Oh, how do
1: the they affect us. So your systemic sentences are, are. You hear them out of people's mouths all the time. Money doesn't grow on trees. It's either love or money. Everybody knows that you can't depend on a woman. Men are all cheats. Those are systemic sentences. These are the things that either we say all the time, or our family says all the time, or society says all the time. And what they are are they just limiting sentences that can lock us down some can empower us but they lock us down many of them and then we think that's the truth but it's not really
0: interesting what are meta meta patterns meta how pattern. do, yeah how do they affect us
1: okay so first of all what you get is you get meta well meta patterns let's look at the meta pattern the meta patterns are things like victimhood It's a big meta pattern right now. How do they affect us? They make us a whole lot less than we could be. Uh, They also limit us and they teach us to think again that we're so much smaller than we are. We're not small, but they sure are an effective way of keeping us really teeny tiny. And so a meta pattern is something that affects more than one, one person, it's a large effector. We're also very affected by meta patterns of money scarcity. Big money scarcities, um, a little bit like victimhood. So then we think, well, if you win, I lose. Uh, Not true, but okay. We'll, you know, we'll go with that. Um, Meta patterns can also be really, really good. If you have philanthropy um, or what they call, what is it? uh, There's conscious, I've just, just forgotten what it is. Conscious wealth. It's something about conscious wealth. But when when people are conscious of the wealth and what they can do with it and how they can affect really in a good way. That is another meta pattern that we look at or um, coming together during a crisis would be another meta pattern. There's an event that creates the meta pattern of us coming together. Um, I know we often think that um, humanity cannot collaborate. It's so not true. We know very well how to collaborate if the game is big enough. If we didn't know how to collaborate, we wouldn't be able to drive cars because we'd all be bumping into each other because we wouldn't agree with the green and the red. So we know very well how to do it. So a meta pattern is that big one that governs mm-hmm.
0: us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Have you uh, have you thought about the... Uh, where the places are that the people can buy your books?
1: Uh, Yes, of course. So Amazon, obviously, um, they can get them from Best Buy. Not Best Buy. Listen to me. Barnes & Noble. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, Basically, most good bookstores will have them. Books A Million, I think, has them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there are some on places like eBay. They're pretty widely available, and in fact, the mo- they they've been featured in Psychology Today. There are publishers weekly, and a Goodreads must read. So, if anybody's stuck with that, they can look there. And if they want to know, and if everybody forgets, and they go to my website, which is judywilkins-smith.com, they'll find all the information they need there. They'll find the meditations there. They'll find the live events there. So. That's a really good place to go to.
0: That's great. Um, I want to thank you, Judy, for being our guest today and explaining this work that you've done. And I bet you have an opportunity to expand and and, and more is uh, my feeling about it. Thank you
1: very much. Yes, I'm I'm looking forward to expanding. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's that piece about being big. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes yes now let's see oh yeah i have to listen. thank my audience for coming up and listening searching for integrity and uh we still have uh tyler texas and it came to me earl campbell
1: that there you go that's,
0: that's right there you go <laughs> I got his football signed here at my trophy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Uh, It is a wow. And uh, you'll probably, I don't know, you were raised in in England or in Britain? No, I was
1: not. I'm born and raised in South Africa.
0: Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, what I grew up to was was the Roy Rogers show, and he would, at at the very end, so long and happy trails to all.